When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Kicking It With Cars. Uh, apparently today we're going to have some ambient uh, noise in the background called my neighbor's cutting his fucking lawn at 9 a.m. Nine in the morning. Nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday. You got to cut your fucking lawn? Relax. Relax. Got to get out there with your blades and shit. God, dude, I'm going to go over there later with a blade, put it to his neck, and tell him if he ever does it again, it's his life. I'm kidding. That was not a real threat. That was a joke. Nobody sent anybody to my house. It's okay. Okay. I don't think it's going to... Uh, you might not be able to hear it. I definitely hear it, and it's irritating, and it's getting into my head, and it's kind of annoying me, but it's okay. It's it's a me thing. The, this microphone should should not... You should not be able to hear it, but I definitely... I 100% hear it. And it's definitely irritating me, but it's okay. It's whatever. It's okay. I'm going to get past it. I'm, gonna, I'm already past it. I'm, it's in the past. We forgot about it. It's a closed chapter in our life. And we're already looking forward and we're looking for new beginnings and we're looking for new opportunities. And that's what's important, right? It's almost the end of the year, right? Start thinking about your New Year's resolutions now. Seriously, okay? All of you try to get your life together in December. You're fumbling. No, 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 no. Start thinking about it now so that you could be disappointed earlier. That's really it. Um. Anyways... What's up, guys? Kicking it with Kaz. This is the podcast. I'm Kaz. This is episode 48, I believe. Um, if it isn't, don't quote me on that. I'm not really sure. I have a boom arm for the microphone. This is actually my second take of recording this episode because the first time that I tried to record this, I didn't know that the, the te- there's like tension knobs on this boom arm. Um, that's $130. I thought it just came out the box. I put in the microphone and just swivels like fucking butter. Not the case. I was sitting here wrestling with this thing. Like a fucking unruly boner at a funeral. Just fucking, you know, trying to shove it back in my pants. That This thing was flying in my mouth. I mean, literally, I was 20 minutes into it. All of a sudden, I was watching the film back. I was watching the recording back. And I started deep-throating the micro- microphone. I think muscle memory just took over. And I just started giving it the Gluck Gluck 9000. I don't really know what happened. <laughs> I just... Dude, I'm telling you, I was watching the recording back. And all of a sudden, I had half this microphone down my throat. And I go, what the fuck? I don't even remember that. So yeah, that um, that footage is not gonna get leaked anywhere. But yeah, this thing it kept hitting me in the face and shit. <laughs> I felt like, dude, I felt like I was slipping punches while I was trying to record an episode. It was ridiculous. I felt like I was in the ring with like Conor McGregor or maybe a Mike Tyson, and I felt like I was fighting for my life here when I was just trying to tell you guys some silly little jokes and what's been happening in my life. And it's and it's crazy. It's really crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, this thing. I'm sorry, I can't get over this. I just, I really, I'd like to 
I'd like to hyper fixate on this arm really quick, if you will. It's like it's like one of those things you just gotta use to. I was so used to holding the mic, but now I'm I realized like it's starting to feel a little bit more fluid. I'm able to move both hands. I got a little bit more variability. You know, if someone wants to come in the room right now and try and rob me, I'm gonna win that fight. Right? They're gonna come in here. They're gonna have a gun, but I got two hands. So what are they gonna do about it? You know, they could have they could have a, they could have a weapon and assault rifle. Before I only had one hand and a microphone. I was just a guy. The best I could do is tell jokes before they put a gun to my head. But now I got two hands. I could I could call them a pussy while I got them in a headlock. And you guys are gonna have great audio quality because I'm gonna be able to move this around as I do it. So it's kind of you just gotta get used to it. You know, it's kind of like it's you know what it's like actually. It's like getting a cock ring because when you get a cock ring. I don't have one, so I've heard. You get a cock ring and the weight of your dick's a little bit heavier. You're not going to walk around the next day feeling absolutely fantastic and be like, oh, this is absolutely regular. I'm so used to having this extra weight on the end of my penis. No. You're going to sit there and you're going to be like, hey, let's get used to it. There's a little bit extra weight hanging below the equator right now. And only time will tell. And then after a little bit, we're going to be even better with this new piece of equipment. And that's pretty much, that probably was the least relatable thing that I could have said to explain that. <laughs> yeah, you know when you get a, you know when you get a cock ring? You know, everybody, you turn 15, you put a ring in your penis. You put a ring at the tip of your penis. That's what everybody does. It's the most relatable thing. <laughs> I don't think I could have thought of anything less relatable. That's not true. Watch this. You know what? You know what this boom arm is like? You know when you get shot 15 times in your right right quad and you got to learn to walk again? That's kind of what it's like using this boom arm. <laughs> it's It's the same up they're both an uphill battle. They're both an uphill battle and which one's harder? I mean, that's a personal opinion, but I think this is. And you know, it's I mean, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Um Uphill battle, uphill battle. Isn't every battle an uphill battle? Every battle's got to be an uphill battle. If it's if the battle's not an uphill battle, you're just winning. It's not. It's not a battle. Nobody's ever been in a in a in a battle. That's you know. No one's ever been in an uphill battle per se, right? Or no downhill. Or no, yeah, a downhill battle. Would that even be a thing? A downhill battle. You're just winning. Like, nobody's ever, like, if you're in a battle, it's presumably uphill. Like, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be road bumps along the way. Nobody's ever been in, like, a great situation in life. They're like, yeah, you know, pulling in about 100K every single month. Um, kid's great. My wife is smoking hot. Uh, I have a 12-inch penis. It's a battle. It's a real battle. It's difficult to wake up in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's, it's honestly, it's honestly, it's hard. It's hard. Um, uh, it's really hard. The most difficult thing about it is just last week I got hard at my grandmother's funeral and 12 inches is not easy to tuck. <laughs> it's a battle, man. It's really a battle. Um, I was talking to Tom Brady the other day. He gave me free season tickets. It's a battle. It really life's a battle, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they always like to tell me. <laughs> Uh, speaking of battles and, and personal troubles and toils and things of that nature, this weekend, or technically it's last weekend for you, it just passed because I'm recording this a little bit early because I'm going up to a little lake house and I'm having a little fun, fun, fun this weekend, Labor Day weekend, but you two little fuckers, 
it just passed for you guys. I'm going to talk. I'm going to quit doing the back and forth. I'm going to talk in the tense as if, as, as if it has already passed so that it makes more sense for you guys. So it was just Labor Day weekend and a lot of you, well, Labor Day weekend in the US, whatever. Fuck you. It was Labor Day weekend and a lot of you probably had to go through the terrible, what do you call it? Through the terrible thing that is telling your parents where you're going for the weekend and then them proceeding to try and give you directions as if GPS doesn't exist. I don't know if anybody else's parents do this, specifically my dad. I feel like a lot of dads like to do this. Like pretty much every dad over the age of 50 thinks that GPS is the antichrist. I don't know why that they have such a hang up with this GPS. This is, I've had a little conversation with my dad that went something like this. He'll tell me to go to someplace, right? And he goes, well, you want to go, right? You want to go south? I'm Clybourne until you see, what? Stop. Give me the address. What do you mean south? What do you, do I, do I look like I fucking carry around a compass? What am I fucking Lewis and Clark? I'm not discovering new land. I'm going to Milwaukee. Okay. Just give me an address. And he's like, well, what if, what if the GPS gets, if the GPS gets the address wrong, the GPS is not going to get the address wrong. Like, why do you think that the GPS is going to get the address wrong? And he goes, well, you never know. No, I do know. I do know. And he goes, what if your phone breaks? What if my $1,300 iPhone breaks while sitting in the cup holder of my car, well, then I guess I'm fucked. Then I guess I'm fucked. Okay? Because if it fucking breaks, they're going to be, we're going to have other issues. And also at the same time, I'll be like, well, I'm going up with three other people. He goes, well, what if all their phones break? If all four of our iPhones break in the middle of Bumblefuck and our car breaks down on the highway, then guess what? I'm dying that day. That's the day I was meant to go. Clearly the Lord said, you're going today. And that's what's happening because if all four of our phones break all at the same time and the car breaks down, then I mean, that's out of my hands. That is simply out of my hands. I'm not dealing with that shit. No way. Every single dad though. I feel like every single dad that I talk to, right? They're like, oh, I just go South. You want to go South on I-9? What? I don't know which way South is. Okay. How do I fucking South? Give me an address. I'll put the address in. And I'll follow the maps. I'm gonna, fo- I'm gonna, ready? I'm gonna look at the screen and I'm gonna follow the blue line to the destination. And they're like, well, you can't trust that. Yes, I can. Why wouldn't I be able to trust a GPS? Or my favorite thing is when you tell them which way that you're going to take, right? Say you're going to a lake house, a friend's lake house for the weekend for Labor Day. And you go, yeah, I'm gonna take I 90. go, oh, you don't wanna do that. And you go, why? And they go, well, there's going to be a lot of traffic. I go, no, but the GPS said it's the quickest route. They go, that's wrong. What do you mean it's wrong? What do you mean it's wrong? It's wrong? The GPS is wrong? And they go, no, no, no. You're going to want to, you're going to want to take 294. Why would it? It says 294 is 30 minutes slower. And they go, no, I take that day to work every day. It'll be faster. No, but the GPS literally has like minute by minute adjusting the time for traffic. And he goes, ah, it's probably going to be slower. It's probably going to be. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I'm not looking for a new settlement. I'm going to fucking South Bend, Indiana. Like what, what we don't need. We don't need all of this. Okay. 
That's a little bit too much. And they're like, you don't know which way south? Or better yet, they'll be like, you don't know which way south is? I go, no, how do you know south? They go, look at the sun. Look at the sun. So you see the sun? 90 degrees. 90 degrees. Squint the left eye. Tilt your head to the right. Look. Do you see the little dipper? No, I don't see the... Look. All right, I see the little dipper. That's south. No, it isn't. I don't know. I could just ask my phone. I could just ask my phone. Dude, they think that the iPhone GPS is the devil. They think like the phone doesn't want to get them to their destination in the correct time. It's insane. I think it's a little bit of like an ego thing, which I don't know how you have an ego over an AI robot. It's weird. It's really weird. Really weird thing to have an ego over. I mean, it's literally an AI robot. How could you, how could you have an ego over a GPS? Do you have an internal GPS? No, you don't. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, like I said, Labor Day weekend, um, hope none of you got fucking tagged by some drunk driving a boat. Isn't that weird? A lot of people drunk drive boats. There's people who will never, ever get behind the wheel of a car and drive drunk. Cause you shouldn't, you should not do that. Like they will, they will never even consider it. Right. Like they will be, they are so responsible. They'll have like four, maybe six drinks. And they're like, I am not getting behind that wheel. I'm not taking any chances. I'm going in an Uber and I'm going straight home. Here's my keys. I'll pick up my car tomorrow. But then those same people, you'll see them Saturday, Labor Day weekend, right? And they're standing on the dock. They're like, hey, hey, you want to, hey, you want a wakeboard? Do you want to wait? Hey. Tiffany, get hot. You want a wakeboard? I'm driving. Yeah. No, I'm good. I like, no, I like four, eight, six. I like two. Yeah, I like two. Yeah, I'm good. Hop in. What do you mean? I mean, you don't feel safe. What do you mean? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's a boat. What am I going to hit a wave? It's fine. What? We hit a wave. Okay. Woo, whoop de doo. We keep going. It's water. It's water. I got a life vest. I wear, I wear a life jacket. If I fall in, I'm a good swim. You know, I got third place freshman year swim, 100 meter. Freshman year, third place. I'm good. Get in. Come on. Bring us, hey, bring the six pack. Get the six pack. <laughs> Dude, you'll see these people, man. And you'll see them too. It's, um, by the way, it's like, it's like genuinely dangerous. <laughs> like, for real dangerous. But these people, they get behind the wheel of a speedboat, and most of the time, the people that are the drunkest are the ones that drive a boat once a year. They're the ones that literally drive a boat once a year. They're not like they're not the owner. They're never the owner of this boat. The owner of the boat is usually much smarter, and they're like, no, 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 I'm not gonna fucking drink and drive the boat. That's ridiculous. But the other people who don't know how a boat operates, they're the ones that are like, I could drive a boat on fucking twelve millers, baby. Give me the keys. What are you waiting for? Grab the tube. Honey, where's the kids? I'm pulling them. <laughs> Get them out here, man. Come on. Come on. Who wants to go for a spin around the lake? Come on. And then the people that are driving, you could notice them too because they're like just missing. They're like just missing, like hitting a skier or hitting somebody on a tube. And then you'll be in the boat who almost got hit by them. And you'll be like, you know, you'll be like, what the fuck? And they look at you and they're like, eh! and they just like raise the beer. They're like happy labor day. 
USA, USA. And they just keep driving, dude. They're like, USA, USA. <laughs> dude, they're ridiculous. These people, I'm telling you, if you were if you were out Labor Day weekend, you saw these people, I promise you. They shouldn't be behind the wheel. It's always some it's always some squirrely uncle too who shouldn't even be behind the wheel of anything without alcohol. You know? <laughs> like the ones that are driving the boat drunk on Labor Day weekend, they don't even have a driver's license. They're like, "Yeah, I can't drive my car, but I can drive this, baby." Oh my God! You'll look at them and you'll be like, "Don't you have like three DUIs?" They're like, "This is a this is a a boat," and they're like, "Doesn't that doesn't that pertain to the water as well?" They're like, "No, no, a boat. It's a totally different thing. It's like this is yeah, on the water. That's on the land. Yeah, this is totally different. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, just don't tell my parole officer. Or he'll get upset." <laughs> oh man, dude. Oh. But anyways, yeah, I'm excited for my Labor Day weekend. Um, I haven't gotten out in a weekend in a bit. Like, a, like a, I'm, I'm talking like, not like been out in general. I, dude, I go out, bro. I fucking party, dude. I don't know if you know. I fucking, I party. I don't know if you know that about me. Um, but I party. And I meant by out, I mean like I haven't been gone for like a full weekend. Um, in a while. I'm also, that Sunday too, I'm going to have to wake up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be there Saturday, um, at the lake house. And then I'm going to have to wake up Sunday to run. I think I have a 12 mile morning for my half marathon training. So that's going to be the worst 12 miles of my life. Um, preferably, probably most likely going to be the worst 12 miles of my life. So that's going to be fantastic. I can't, I'm super excited to, uh, just fucking collapse. Um, probably on mile six, um, some hillbilly's gonna find me on the side of the road. Probably throw me in the back of his truck and serve me for supper. Um, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, "Honey, roadkill." Um, Daryl, that is a boy. Oh, damn, it's the same thing. No, put it back. Damn it. <laughs> oh man, I forgot what else I want to talk about. Um, I actually, I should have started this podcast out with this, but I wanted to make a formal apology, um, because I feel absolutely terrible about it because I'm a terrible person for even ever uttering this word or saying it in this way. Um, but luckily that was last week. First of all, I want to come out and say that was last week, me. Um, and I was a completely different person last week. Last week, me was immature, irrational, arrogant, ignorant, any other buzzword that you could think of, that's what I was. And I said some things that I didn't mean at all, but this week I'm a changed man. I realized that I was a sinner. And then after my sinning activities, I found myself, I woke up in a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit covered in four loco with a cigarette in my um in my mouth not lit i was chewing it before i fell asleep and that very moment i turned my life around and i threw all of my old habits out and i went and i confessed to a priest who by the way i was halfway through my th- story and he was like you fucking you are sick as fuck and i was like i know dap me up father and he did but then after that i'm here and i'm a changed man and once again I'm here to tell you 
that TikTok took a video down and banned my account because I said gay on TikTok. And I'm sorry. Okay. Now, if you're wondering what context that was in, if you listened to last week's episode, you know, but I'll tell you if you didn't, the context that this was said in was it was said something along the lines. Okay. I said something along the lines of if you don't drive a Hummer, run over children in a school zone, um, drive a Harley into a Whole Foods, and if you still have a skincare routine and actually wash your face, then you're gay. Now, I thought that was satire. TikTok thought it was a hate crime, which which is understandable once again. See, I laughed right there. That was the old me coming out. That was the sinner. That was the devil in me. (laughs) That was the devil just tried to laugh. That wasn't me. That was the old me. Okay? That was me five days ago. I don't even think it's been a full week. <laughs> that was that was five days ago, Kaz. The new Kaz didn't wouldn't laugh at that. Cause you know what? That is not cool. And I tried to appeal the video too. And I go to TikTok and I go, hey, why'd you take the video down? I thought they took the video down because I was saying that I wanted to burn the earth to the ground. Skincare routines are useless. And we should run over children and murder them in a field. And they go, actually, we support that. But you said gay. (laughs) And I go, "Uh, no, seriously, though, dude. I mean, if that was an obvious satire, I mean, fucking come on, dude. I'm actually, I'm sick and tired of TikTok and these social media companies, dude. They're fucking, I mean, actually, that's not true. Mainly just TikTok. Because I posted on Instagram. Instagram didn't give a fuck. Instagram mostly doesn't care. There were a few things. The only thing I've ever had taken down on Instagram, which by the way is understandable. It was a joke to be fair, but it was understandable what they took down. I mean, I think one time I posted a story and I said like, if you didn't like, if you didn't like, I posted a story about a recent post of mine. And I was like, if you don't like my Instagram post, um, I'm going to murder your firstborn child and smear their blood on your doorstep. Instagram thought that that was a little too far. And I agree that was that was a little that was a little aggressive. I will I I I understand that that was a little bit too far. Um I don't even know what the fuck else I wanted to talk about here. Uh college football's coming back. I like that football's coming back because like when football comes back, dude, I like all of a sudden I like remember what it used to feel like to like start playing and I'm not going to lie to you I was on my run the other day. And some biker like cut in front of me, but then my brain thought it was a slant route. And I fucking, I just, I came across the guy. It was a beautiful fundamental tackle. You should have saw it. And I fucking sent him straight into a light post. And he was like, what the fuck, man? And I go, nobody runs a slant. <laughs> I go, nobody runs a slant route on me, bike boy. Now, apparently he's like suing or something like that. I went to court and the, uh, the judge was like, why did you hit him? I go, your honor. We were playing man to man. I go, I go, your honor, we were playing man to man. And when I have a man, I have a man. And I had to do what I was going to do. The judge hopped off the podium to dap me up and goes, case closed. You're not guilty. The only thing you are guilty of is having beautiful form tackle. I go, thank you. I worked on it for many years. <laughs> a part of me, dude, I want to like, I want to like treat my body terribly and just like absolutely like get to a point where like people are like concerned about my health. This is a terrible segue, but anyways, I want to get to a point where people are like very concerned about me, 
But then the moment I hit 25, I want to like, just like, I want to drop everything, get rid of my phone and just go like live with monks for like a year, shave my head, do the whole thing, become a monk, become the culture, become one with myself. And then I want to come back at 26 and just be like, I'm a new man. I feel like that's like a dope story, right, dude? Like, like early 20 partier to monk arc, dude. That's a, that's such a sick movie, dude. It's like Dr. Strange. If he wasn't a pussy, like if you don't know Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange was like, he was like so invested in like being the best medical surgeon, but like, I'm just going to be invested in like being the best at shotgunning for locos. So it's kind of like, I'm basically the Dr. Strange of our generation, except instead of being a doctor, I'm going to be sick as fuck. And I'm just going to like party and like totally get down with it. But then at one point, right, I'm going to like party too hard. And then I'm going to wake up the next day and I'm going to be like, I need to learn how to move shit with my mind. And then I'm just going to like go somewhere into the mountains and the Himalayans or something like that and learn the art of mind bending and then become an Avenger. That's what I'm going to do. That's a really good spinoff for the Avengers too. The Avengers kind of suck now too, by the way. The Avengers like blow ass. They have that She-Hulk. I mean, they clearly put no thought into that name whatsoever. Why didn't they just give her like a fucking sick ass name? Like, you know how they did Ant-Man? Then like the Wasp? The Wasp is actually so much sicker than Ant-Man. Ant-Man is actually like dumb as fuck. Like Ant-Man? Nobody likes Ant-Man. Oh, I'm Ant-Man. I'm the Wasp. Whoa. Speaking of Wasps, dude. Holy fucking shit. I saw this guy on, saw this video on TikTok that actually shook me to my fucking core. I saw this video on TikTok. This guy just so casually was fucking snipping bees out of midair or hornets or something, whatever. It doesn't matter. Snipping like had scissors in his hand. There's bees flying by slicing them in half in fucking midair, dude. It was the craziest sight. Can you imagine like the mind fuck of like, the other bee that was like behind the bee in front of him that got fucking sliced, dude. Like this guy, I was watching the video. This guy thought he was like fucking Mr. Biagi or something like that. It was like, he was like, it was a crazy sight to see, man. It was, I was almost as stunned as when I saw, when I first watched the Karate Kid and the sensei started fucking killing flies with a chopstick. That was, dude, that scene right there made me sign up for a karate class when I was younger. Like I literally walked in day run day one. And I was like, when do I learn to use chopsticks to kill flies? And they go and they were like, no, you need to learn. You need to learn, um, mental patience first. And I go, uh, you're a fucking loser. And I left. I literally was there for a week. I was there for a week or one day, actually, I was there for one day and I was like, Hey, when do I get to hit the other children? He goes, you only ever use this for defense, never attack. I go, you telling me that I'm going to learn karate so that I can't get in random bar fights. This is fucking stupid. I'm leaving. And I left. I go, <laughs> I was like 11 years old. I go, no, I'm learning this so that I could beat the shit out of somebody at a bar when I'm 21. And he goes, no, you could only hit if they hit first. I go, dude, I only swing first. What are you talking about? And I tried to swing at the sensei. And then I woke up in the ER with my dick in my ass. And I didn't know what happened. I blacked out. <laughs> dude, I woke up and the sensei was like, now you know. And I go, holy fuck. 
I go, did you do that? He goes, a sensei never reveals his secrets. And then he disappeared into dust and I never saw him again. It was actually insane. It was, <laughs> it was insane. And then the nurse came in and I was like, what was the, what was the name of the guy who was just here? And she goes, nobody was in here, dude. Crazy crazy i think he seeped through the walls or something he's probably he probably i think he lives in my closet because sometimes i see a dark figure in my room doing like a like a like standing on one leg and just kicking and every time i turn my head he's gone i think it's him i think he's i think he's waiting for one day to just strike and take me out um but anyways this guy i'm, I'm calling him mr biagi dude could you imagine the mind fuck of the bee that didn't get killed dude he's gonna go back to the hive he's gonna be like guys Holy fuck. They could be like, where's your brother? I, where is he? Where is he? He's in half. He's in half. I literally, we were flying. So ready, dude? Listen to this. We were, we were just pollinating, right? Just doing our regular pollination. Nobody had a problem with it. We were flying our normal route. Next thing I know, dude, Velociraptor ah, smashes him right out of midair, dude. Clean in half. Never saw anything like that in my life. Any fucking... He literally, dude, he sliced. The back half of him kept flying. I don't even know how that's The back half of him kept flying for like three seconds. It was gross. And his head just plummeted into the earth. It was horrible. Do you know the kind of mental strain that takes on somebody? Do you know I'm never going to be able to sleep again? Every time I'm going to go to bed, I'm going to picture him getting sliced. I mean, what sick bastard? I mean, just, I mean, hit us with a shoe. Like everybody else, where at least at least they have some we have some dignity and when we're smashed into the ground. But no. Oh my god, we can't even have an open casket. He's literally in half. How much is it for two caskets? That can't be cheap. What do we do we sew them back together or do we do two caskets? What's what's gonna be cheaper? What's more cost effective here? <laughs> oh my god, dude, I can't get the visual imagery of what happened out of my head i'm gonna go outside later and try and cut a bee in half with um with some scissors actually i don't want to see i don't want anybody to see me doing that actually could you imagine me just like running around the neighborhood <laughs> just i just you see me like you see me in downtown chicago just fucking dead sprinting with two scissors i see a bee i just take the, i use the scissors as a throwing star i'm like <laughs> i'm just Every time I see a beehive, I'm just fucking chugging them, dude. I'm just running through fucking. It looks like a. a I'm gonna be running through downtown Chicago with scissors, like an anime cutscene. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> be like, look at him go. That's hilarious. Oh, 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 I got the limo out front. Ooh, out of styles, every shoe, every color. Now when you're famous, it can be kind of fun. I don't remember what else I want to talk about. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're doing good. Dude, I absolutely love this boom arm. This boom arm, it's so convenient. Um, it's not going to be convenient when I have to take this somewhere, like on a trip or something, you know, to bring with. They're going to be like, what's in the bag? I go, boom arm. They go, did you say boom? They're going to tackle me. I'm actually terrified of airport security. Not in like a physical way, just like more in like an anxiety inducing way. It's like so, they're so aggressive for like no reason. I get like some people don't pay attention, dude. But like you walk into an airport and sometimes, you know, they just need to like relax. Like the it, this is like Chicago. This is um, O'Hare Airport specifically in Chicago. 
they're so aggressive, which I understand it's a big airport or whatever, but like, dude, I've been to like, um, like the Fort Myers airport, like I've flown into, which is like a small airport in Florida. You walk into that small little airport, they're like, how are you? Right. I'm like putting my laptop, I'm putting like putting my bag in. I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Like, that's good. Where you headed? I'm like, I'm going back to Chicago. They're like, oh, it's cold up there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I wish I could stay. They're like, well, have a safe trip, right? And then I go to the next person. I put my bag in, like, the, like, containers. And I put it through, and they're like, sir? I'm like, yeah. They're like, did you leave your laptop in your bag? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. They're like, don't even worry about it. We know it's a laptop, not a bomb, obviously. Here you go. Here's your backpack. Have a safe flight. Um, Keep your shoes on, too. We don't really care. I go, really? They go, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, we trust you. You look like a pretty good guy. I go, oh, all right, cool. Thank you. But then, dude, I go to O'Hare and literally, dude, I'll I'll put my backpack in and I make sure that I have everything on. Then I walk through the metal detector and then all of a sudden I hear, whoop, whoop. Hey, whose fucking backpack is this? I go, oh, dude, I'm like terrified. I'm like, it's mine. It's mine. They're like, what's this? I go, that, w- that would be a razor. That would be a razor. They go, are you trying to kill the pilot? I go, no, I'm not trying to. They go, do you know that this is a weapon? I go, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. And they go, and, and is this, is this a water bottle? I go, I'm, I know I was going to, I was going to throw, I thought I threw it out beforehand, but I don't know if I got to listen, dude, they take the water bottle. They pour it all over my head. They go here. Now you have no liquids, you piece of shit. And then they threw me, dude. Then they threw me out of the airport. And I was soaking wet and I just sit on this flight, just covered in liquid. One time I forgot to take my shoes off and I tried to walk through the metal detector. And the guy looks at me and goes, you forgetting something? And I go, no, I don't think so. And he goes, how about you look at your fucking feet? And I go, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. And he goes, yeah. How about you take a lap? I go, what? He goes, take a lap around the airport and think about what you've done. I go, all right. I, I don't know. My mom was like, our flight leaves in 30. I go, I got to take a lap. Did you not hear the man? I will be back. God. Can you get me arrested, mother? <laughs> what else is here? Um, Let's see. Oh, dude, there was this thing. This 122-year-old woman um, said that she smoked for 100 years and ate two pounds of chocolate weekly. That is just the biggest middle finger to the medical community I've ever seen in my life. I mean, wow. That's why I don't believe some of these things. You know, I know they say like, oh, smoking's bad. Drinking's bad. Dude, some of these people, they fucking, they like, they fucking, they play God and they just win. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, imagine, dude, she was smoking every single day, eating pounds of chocolate. I'm sure there's a friend of hers that is literally looking, that is literally looking from the afterlife right now, just fucking pissed. Could you imagine being this woman's friend? Think about your friend group right now, right? Think about the degenerate in your friend group who like treats their body horribly. Like everybody kind of has an idea. Nobody will ever say it out loud, but everybody has an idea in their head of like, who's going to die first. You're like, you know, they're probably, you know, they don't live right. They're going to die first. Probably everybody has an idea of that person. Imagine that person in your friend group that you think is going to die first living 50 years longer than everybody else that's in your friend group. That would be fucking demoralizing. You would be like, you would be like, I can't believe I fucking, I took my heart medication. I fucking took every medication. I never smoked a cigarette. I never drank a fucking, I never drank beer and I die at 45 and this cunt is fucking smoking cigarettes out of their ear canal and live to 140, I'm done. 
I'm done. I mean, you would be pissed. What else do we? Uh, the dog's barking, and you could hear it. Hey, Coda, shut the fuck up. Hold on, let me pound on the floor. Shut up. Shut up. Here we go. He gets frightened when I pound on the floor. He doesn't know where the noise is coming from. It's a little funny. I know some people might think it's like, you know, not great, but whatever. I don't know what else I want to do, man. Um, Shia LaBeouf, you see he like just like converted to Catholicism or something because he was playing a priest in a movie. And apparently the script moved him enough to convert his religion. That's pretty wild. That's pretty fucking wild, dude. I've never been moved by something that much to even consider like checking it out after. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I went on a retreat in high school and after the retreat, most 99% of the people that came back were like, I'm never, they're like, I'm changed forever. And they were like, how do you feel? Like, I feel like the fucking, like the same. I feel like I wasted a weekend. <laughs> and they were like, what? I was like, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I kind of wasted a weekend. They're like, you don't feel enlightened? I go, we stand around a fire and I and played a guitar. I don't, I'm not sure how that's enlightening. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, man. Also the worst part about it too, which was like kind of like, like a really weird thing. Like I, I um, like I found it weird was every time you would go to bed at night, you had your own little room alone. And then the only thing that was like on the wall or whatever was there was no clocks anywhere. So like, dude, like I started like going insane one night because <laughs> I can't sleep that well in general. So the thing about that is like, if I can't sleep well at home, like every hour or so, you know, I don't know the exact time I'll look at my phone to like, see how long I've been up for. And like, still, you know, I'll be like, fuck, I gotta get to bed. And like, I keep trying to sleep. And then, you know, you look at your phone again and check the time. Imagine tossing and turning all night and only being able to tell the time by, by the moonlight. And you're just like, dude, I was looking out the window and I was like, once again, I was looking at Orion and I was like, is it, is it three 30 or is it 12? I literally have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I was looking, dude, I started like hallucinating because then I started pacing around the room and then I was like, fuck, was that, was I walking for 20 minutes or, or three hours? I have no idea. And then <laughs> dude. And then I literally, I started walking around and then I started, I opened my window and I'm, I'm looking out into like, you know, the garden that they had there and I'm looking and I was like, and you know, I'm looking at the moon and I was like, was it to the left or the right two hours ago? I have no fucking idea. And, and it was, I mean, you think you're going insane. Like it was, it was kind of a, it was a weird thing. Why, what isn't I allowed to have a clock? Like I get, they were like no electronics, you know, nothing like that. They were like, if you get bored, read or no, they, they wouldn't even let you read. Actually, they wouldn't even let you bring a book. They go, if you're bored, just journal, dude. They wanted me to like journal by candlelight. I couldn't even fucking see. They wanted me to like journal by candlelight. They were like, write your thoughts out if you can't sleep. I go, write my thoughts out. I go, what do you want me to be here till next spring? What the fuck? I go, father, listen. I go, I get what you're trying to do here. It's a beautiful thing. You're trying to change people, but give me a clock. God damn it. What the fuck's wrong with a clock? I can't see what time it is. He goes, he goes, go by your internal clock. I go, my internal clock hasn't been right since I came out the womb. I go, I need to know the time. They go, do you need to know the time? Or is there something else inside of you that wants to know the time? I go, no, I want to know the time. I go, I go, I want to know what time it is. I go, 
but is that society wanting you? I go, no, I want to know if it's 12 p.m. or if it's three in the morning. That's what I would like to know because I don't remember how long I slept and I'm not really sure where I am. <laughs> I just want to know the time. Dude, and I would ask people when I was there too, I would try and like slip them. I'd like tap one of like the leaders and I'd be like, hey, I'd be like, what time is it? They go, I can't tell you that. I go, but come on. And they go, I can't tell you that. I go, I will fucking choke you out. And then they would, you know, and then they would be like, is that a threat? Because if so, you need to talk to father. I go, I'm not fucking talking to father unless he has a clock. Dude, that was the worst four days of my life. I literally thought I was going insane. What was the problem with having a clock? They wouldn't even let you have a watch, obviously. I remember, dude, on like day three, I used to like look up at the sky and I was like, like I, I like, and they wouldn't even tell you what time you were waking up every day. Like they would just wake you up. And like, I would try and I would like, look out, I would try and like, look out the window and just guess. Do you know how hard that is to just guess, dude? I was looking up at the sun. I was like, it could be 3 PM or it could be fucking two in the morning. I literally have no idea. It's difficult. My God. Speaking of otherworldly things, I saw this comment on TikTok that I'm not even, you don't even need to know the context of this to understand how insane this was. I screenshotted this comment like a week ago and I forgot about it, but I was going through my photos the other day and I just remembered this was here. You don't even need to know the context of the video, nothing to know that this is insane. This is the comment that I screenshotted on TikTok that I just needed to tell you guys. Quote, and I quote, Hollywood elites making him promote the feminine agenda would be the correct answer. <laughs> I, listen to me right now. There's not one video where that would even, um, where that would ever be an acceptable answer. The feminine agenda? The feminine agenda. Who's a, the elites? Fe the Hollywood elites feminine agenda? People are just making up fucking words now. People are just stringing together. People learn new words nowadays and just string them together. They hear one buzzword and they go, I'm using it. Somebody, this guy heard agenda, went on TikTok and go, the Hollywood elites are promoting the feminine agenda. What the fuck is that? They see one guy in a skirt and they're like, he's promoting the feminine agenda. He's trying to brainwash these boys into cutting off their nutsack. What the fuck? You know what's the weirdest thing about like the whole like skirt thing, like dudes wearing skirts? Have people never heard of Scotland? Like, am I insane? Like, I th I genuinely thought I was like fucking going losing my mind when everybody was like when I mean, especially remember when like Harry Styles like wore a skirt or whatever. Everybody's like, "Do you see him in a skirt?" I go, "Have you been out of the country ever?" <laughs> they go, "No, but he painted his nails." I go, "Have you been anywhere?" I go, "Where have you been the last forty years?" They go. Rolling, North Carolina. I go, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're like, he's promoting the feminine agenda. I go, no. He just lives somewhere other than where you do. That's okay. It's all right if someone lives somewhere, somewhere else. You don't have to be mad about what they do. It's quite okay. Right? <laughs> you know? People don't go to, like, you know, Japan. And they're like, hey, why the fuck are you... Why the fuck are you wearing around a robe? You mean a kimono, right? No, you don't do that. That would be because that would be ridiculous and rude. The feminine agenda. That'd be really. Can you imagine like if that was real? Like there's like 
these Hollywood elites, I don't even know who that is. Is that actors? Are Hollywood elites actors? Who are these elites? Do they mean elites like Epstein elite or like John Stamos elite? This is what these people think. Imagine John Stamos is running a program of Russian bots on TikTok that are convincing men to paint their nails. It's a we're, we're fucked. If that's real, it's all over, dude. John Stamos. John, dude, the other night, I'm not, even, I'm not even supposed to say this, but the other night, John Stamos called my house and he said, wear a dress or we're going to kill your family. And I have no choice but to do it. So next episode, I have to wear a dress or John Stamos is going to murder my dog. <laughs> um, another thing in current events, a Southwest pilot threatened to turn around a plane after being airdropped nudes. Mid-flight, he got airdropped nudes. Hey, Mr. Pilot. Why is your phone not on airplane mode? That's the, that's, what I, that's the question that I have for you. Why is your phone not on airplane mode? Do you think you're better than me? Right? They start their flight. They go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're uh, about to take off. See so if you could uh, stow away all your electronics and put them all on airplane mode. That would be great. You're telling me that the pilot never puts his phone on fucking airplane mode? So the pilot gets to fucking fly this plane and swipe Tinder while I play with my dick and fucking... A- 3F? That's not true. 31F. That's realistic. I'm sorry. We're not we're, we're not flying first class right now. <laughs> I'm in right I'm in 28C maybe if we're having a good day. Maybe I got upgraded to the uh to the exit row, you know? We're like in if a crash would occur, you pop dude. I don't know why. I don't know. You know what's really funny? They always look to like the biggest person. They're like you look strong. Um, how would you feel like having everybody's uh, life in the palm of your hands by needing to open that door if we were to crash? Uh, I'd rather not, but I do love the leg room, so yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like nobody's ever, nobody ever, you know how they always like ask you beforehand? They're like, do you feel capable um, to have the entire flight's life in your hands and need to open that door in case of an emergency? You're not thinking the plane's going to crash. You go extra leg room. Fuck yeah, I could open a door, right? But imagine if something actually were to happen where you needed to actually like step up, that would be an issue. That would be a severe issue. But anyways, this pilot, you're telling me the pilot doesn't need to have his phone on airplane mode? That's what I got from that. The pilot, which by the way, relax, dude. He got a fucking, it's a Southwest flight. Okay. This isn't a private jet. This isn't class. This is Southwest. South by South. You're flying a Southwest flight. Okay. He was probably flying a bunch of fucking college kids to Cancun and you don't want to see a few titties on your flight there? Fucking relax, dude. Fucking relax, okay? Even if it was a dick pic. You know what I would do if I was that pilot? I'd be like, ah, that's funny. And then I'd put my phone down and I would keep flying the plane like a professional. What an overdramatic fucker, man. Can you imagine getting on the mic? Who the fuck just sent me their penis? (laughs) Who, huh? Did my co-pilot say that I was gay? I'm not gay. All right? I'm not gay. This isn't funny. Why did you send me your dick? I don't want your dick on my phone. Whose dick is this? Everybody pull their pants down. I'm coming back there. <laughs> the pilot's like, can you imagine how pissed this pilot was? He's like walking down the aisles with the phone. He like looks at some old guy. He's like, pull your pants down. The guy's like, what? He's like, I'm matching the dick. He goes, I'm going to figure it out right now. The pilot gets back there. He like pulls out an assault rifle. He's like, everybody pull their fucking pants down or I'm flying this plane 
directly into the Pacific. <laughs> Dude, he starts walking around. He starts matching the dick. It's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, but he's trying to match dicks. No, that's too small. No, that one's... Uh, uh, that curves left. This one's curved right. Oh, bingo. Throw him out the back. Throw him out the back. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Throw him out the back. Throw him out the back. I mean, lighten up a little bit, man. You're flying a plane, not running a country, all right? You could receive a miscellaneous dick every once in a while. I mean, relax. It's not the end of the world. So what? You get a dick on your phone. You keep flying the plane. It's not a day ruiner. Also, by the way, dude, I want to know if it was a tit pick or a dit dick pick because it probably wasn't a cooter pick. That would be the most insane one. Could you imagine if somebody like went in the bathroom before the flight, snapped a pic of their cooter and sent it to the pilot? That's insane. That I would have respect for. That That's a respectable move. But realistically, I'm assuming it was probably a dick pic, if not a tit pic. You know, especially if he was a dick pic, dude. Do you know how many women get miscellaneous dick pics all day they don't they don't threaten to turn a fucking plane around okay they don't threaten to fucking turn their car around on the way to work they're like oh somebody sent me a dick pic guess i can't fucking go about my day no they see that dick pic they go god damn it they block him and then they keep driving to work like a professional they don't stop the car get out and go who the fuck sent me a cock right now does it look like i wanted a dick pic now you know how all the women feel, Mr. Pilot, huh? Getting a miscellaneous dick pic? Just because you got a miscellaneous dick pic doesn't mean you need to ruin everybody else's day, all right? Just fucking take an aspirin, relax, and put it on autopilot. Then, once you land the plane, you could be like, who sent me their wiener? And if nobody fesses up, you just let him off the plane and you go about your fucking day, man. He was like, I saw like the audio recording. He was like, yeah, well, if somebody doesn't tell me who did it, um... Everybody looks like everybody's vacation's getting ruined. Okay, looks like I gotta ruin. Looks like I gotta ruin your vacation. No, you don't. You can just keep flying the plane. You don't have to ruin anybody's vacation. Also, imagine like the fucking like eight year old who's like on their way to like Disney World. They're like, "What's going on?" And the mom's like, "Well, um, the pilot doesn't know what a practical joke is, and now you can't go to Disneyland. So I'm sorry." <laughs> They're like, "What do you mean?" They go, "Well, somebody sent the pilot a wiener." Um, as if that's a big deal. And now you can't see Mickey Mouse because he's an uptight prick. And the kid's like, oh, damn it. Dude, if I was my little kid, I would tell, if, if I had a, a child and that happened to me and the plane got turned around, I would tell my kid to stop, look, look at the pilot, right? Peek their head into the cockpit and go, you fucking ruined my childhood and walk out. Cause I want him to remember that. I want him to be his soul to be crushed. I don't want him to walk out of it thinking he's a big man, you know, cause he fucking landed a plane cause he saw a dick pic. When Tom Hanks landed that plane on the Hudson River, do you think he was concerned if anybody sent him a dick pic that day? No. He only was concerned about was his passengers and getting them to safety and getting them to their destination. He wasn't concerned if Kyle and 27C sent him his genitals. No. He was concerned that Bethany with two kids in 11F landed safely. But you're too worried about your own mental game. And you're so worried. You're like, oh, oh, you're so big and mighty. What do you think? You're better than me just because you could fly a plane? It's not that hard. Okay? I've flown a plane in GTA. And it's actually quite easy. Up is down. Down is up. Everybody knows that. It's actually pretty easy. Okay? You click a few buttons. You say, Roger, Roger, 49er. And you go, I saw a Top Gun. 
I could fly a plane tomorrow. How hard could it be? Right? If I could, if I could drive a car, I could drive a fighter jet. And I believe that to the bottom of my heart. And I don't care. Nobody could tell me different. If I could drive a, if I could drive a car, I could drive a fighter jet. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, what is a fighter jet? It's just, it's just a car that flies really. It's just a sports car that flies, honestly. You know, do you find it weird that we don't, you don't have to have any special license to like drive a McLaren? Like you could, you literally could go to the dealership, buy a car that goes 200 miles per hour and there's no extra qualifications. Don't you find that a little weird? Like that's a little weird. (laughs) Like that is a little odd. Like you could just like, you could the same, the, the same license requirement to drive a Prius. You could drive a McLaren. There's no way. Have you seen the people who drive a Prius? Reckless. And you're just willing to give those people a McLaren and just let them drive it around? I don't know, man. That's the problem with Teslas, too. I know they're, like, smart and they have, like, smart safety features. But, like, these, the base model, it's, like, you know, I think it's, like, 30 grand, maybe 35, you know? And that thing does, like, 0 to 60 in, like, 5 seconds. And we're just handing that shit out. Find it a little weird. Real interesting. Interessante. I want to learn a second language, but I'm terrible at English, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. Do you ever feel that way? I always like, I always find it very interesting and fascinating. Like whenever somebody knows another language, like obviously there's a limit, like, you know, like the Pope knows like eight languages, languages. I'm not really sure. I feel like, you know, at that point, like relax, it's not that important, but like someone to like be able to be fluent in like another language, that's fucking sick. But I'm still struggling with English. So it's wouldn't, and I feel like most of us are, you know? Like, I feel like you ever listen to somebody, I always find, I've always found it hilarious whenever I found somebody was like, um, minoring in a foreign language in college, right? They're like, oh, I'm minoring in Mandarin because it's good for business. But you know that they took Spanish in high school and they were sitting in the back of class and they were like, camel toe llamas, uh, camel toe llamas, mi amigos, Anthony, right? That was, (laughs) they're like, yeah, no, I'm in a minor in Mandarin. You're like, are you sure? You just found out that nacho was the same in English and Spanish last week. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but Mandarin's different. It's like a fruit. And you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you're like, a Mandarin orange is not the same thing as Mandarin. Mandarin oranges are the best oranges. They're the best. Mandarin orange, dude. If you get, you get a good Mandarin orange, fuck, dude, that'll make your, that'll make your asshole pucker like a blowfish. Dude. Dude, you get a good mandarin orange, your cheeks will squeeze until it busts out a diamond. A good mandarin orange, a good mandarin orange could take you out of a depressive episode. I'm telling you, man. You get a good piece of fruit, you're depressed, man. Go grab yourself a good piece of fruit, suck it down. Suck it down like it's a jello shot at a club at 3 a.m. and you don't know where you are. And you're gonna wake up feeling refreshed. The citrus in there, it's gonna get involved, it's gonna make you feel a lot better about yourself. Mandarin oranges, they're good, they're fantastic, they're beautiful. Mandarin oranges make me feel excited. Mandarin oranges is good. I like the sugar in it. I like a little bit of everything. They're fun. They're nice. They're exciting. Um, anything else I want to talk about? Oh, I got this new game on my Nintendo Switch because I'm a little iPad kid when it comes to this shit. I, by the way, I'm not embarrassed about it at all. My sister will like take pictures of me like fucking with my feet up in the air, swinging around, playing my Nintendo Switch, you know, like a fucking eight-year-old playing Mario Kart. And she'll like take pictures of me and put me 
like gaslight me on our fucking private story. She's like, look at this fucking iPad kid. And I go, listen, okay, just because, okay, just because I found happiness doesn't mean you need to take me down. It's actually quite disrespectful, but I don't really care about being an iPad kid. I'm telling you right now, I wish I could buy every single one of you that listens to Nintendo Switch. I, I would. If I could do it, I would. Tr- literally, trust me on that. I totally would. If, I, if it was f- fathomable to buy every single one of you that listen to Nintendo Switch, I wouldn't even fucking hesitate. And I'm telling you right now, listen, if you have the funds to do it and you're waiting to do make some major purchase, buy a Nintendo Switch. This isn't even an ad for them. They don't pay me to do They don't pay me to do anything. But I'm telling you right now, dude, it's actually, it's fucking, it literally reminds me of like being a child again. It reminds me of when I was sitting in the back of my car, um, when I was like eight years old and I was listening to Katy Perry or something fantastic on the radio and I was playing Super Mario Brothers on my DS and everything was right, dude. Everything right pre 2008. Everybody was living. Everybody was having a good time. I had my DS. Everything was fantastic. And then 2008 hit. You know, and then they were, and then, you know, they got rid of the DS and everything just went downhill after that. And it was really a nightmare. It was really a fucking nightmare, dude. The economic collapse of 2008 was a nightmare, not because people lost their homes, but because I lost my DS. <laughs> I, I honestly, I mean, like, listen, like you, I mean, sucks that you lost your home, but like, I also lost my progress in Mario Kart. So who was the real loser here? That was me. Uh, <laughs> seriously get your hands on nintendo switch it's it's so fucking dude i i go from playing nba 2k to then switching over to playing mario kart to then switching over to play this game called cult of the lamb where you're like this lamb who got killed by this deity or something i'm not really sure honestly i'm not fully the game is a little confusing and you have to then you like kill these other random entities while you run a fucking cult I just sacrificed someone yesterday in the game. It was beautiful. Um, it was actually, I liked it a little bit too much and it scared me. It was, dude, I watched, I watched this like follower of mine. I, I like sacrificed them and this octopus came out of the ground and fucking crushed their soul and brought them into the underworld. And I liked it a little bit too much. I was like, that's kind of fire. I have a little bit too much power in this game. <laughs> it's, it's like, I have a little bit too much power. Right. And after I noticed that, I decided to enroll back into college and become a political science major because I was like, I need to go into politics. <laughs> I was like, I need to run a country one day. I was like, I need to run a country one day. I, I know how to do it better than anybody else. I'm exhausted. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Rate, review, Apple, um, Spotify, like, subscribe on the YouTube, follow the Instagram, follow me on Instagram. I love you guys. We end every episode with two claps and a rake flare. Woo! See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.